0: Thanks for spending time with us again today as Dave Wurtson, our Truth Encounter Study leader, continues our discussion of the warnings of the world of sorcery, drugs, and of the occult from Moses, so right for us today. Let's join Dave for the conclusion of our study of Deuteronomy chapter 18, titled The Prophet. In the world of the occult, the whisperer, the sorcerer is always speaking like in murmurings and and all these different kinds of groanings, things that are unintelligible to your reason. And they supposedly, because they can do that, have a special insight into what is beyond and what is transcendent. And Moses says among the people of God, the person that is the whisperer, that is supposedly doing all these secret things, It says, watch out. It can be an illegitimate way of entering into the world of the spiritual. The next word is a word for omens and signs. In the ancient world, they were constantly looking like, one of the things they would do is they'd look at the flight of the birds. And they'd look at flocks of birds. Like here in Texas, every single certain time of the year, the Canadian geese fly over. The soothsayer looks at the flight of the birds, and then they make prescriptions about your destiny. Today we get up and it's a cloudy day. And the soothsayer looks at the cloudy day and and will make judgments. And if you're into this kind of a thing, they'll start to make judgments about what you should do today and what you should not do today. Instead of being a child of God that, that the Lord has told you, I'm going to give the rain, I'm going to give the sunshine. And I will control the destinies of planet Earth until I choose to send my son and bring the world to a conclusion. The world of the soothsayer, the world that's constantly looking for the signs. In the ancient world, there was all kinds of ways they did. They looked up with a flight of birds. Another thing they did is they would cut animals open, and they would look at their entrails, and they would make evaluations about your destiny based upon the layout of an intestine or the layout of a liver, especially the liver. Doesn't Satan make fools out of us? And you all laugh as you sit there today. You think what I'm talking about. You say, oh, you know, man, that's all ancient stuff. The world of the Indian... The American Indian is becoming very popular. The ideal tribe that has the ideal knowledge. And they have the witch doctor that can look at the signs of nature. And they can look at the flight of the birds. And they are one with nature. And they can look at the entrails of animals. And they can determine destiny because they have a secret knowledge. Our generation is being hit right in the face with that kind of a thing. And I want you to discern what it is. God created an animal. And he created an animal to have a liver for a certain reason. It, filtered, it, it deals with their blood and does many beautiful things, just like it does in your body. But it does not control your destiny. And You don't have to kill chickens to find out what the Lord wants you to do with your life. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I can open up this book and we can talk about it rationally. I haven't had any crystal balls here today and we haven't had any mumbo-jumbo or some hocus-pocus. Boy, I'm glad for that. I'm going to see a Savior that I'm going to talk things over with. And I'm going to be Dave Wurtzen when I see the Savior because he made me to be Dave Wurtzen. So will you. I'm not going to join some eternal bliss and I'm not going to be involved in some just, just nebulous force. I'm going to meet a person. He's called Jesus of Nazareth. He was born in a particular place on planet Earth. And he was born of Mary. And he did miracles. And he died on a historical cross. And he rose again. And I'm being as basic as I can be. Because the world of the occult is so deceptive. And it's, it's coming and invading our lives in so many different ways. And Moses tells you to be very careful of anyone that's trying to tell you. They can control. They can tell you about the future by what they see in the cars, by what they see in the flight of the birds, by what they see in the entrails of an animal. Go to the book, my friends, and go to the Lord Jesus, and you'll be safe. And I plead with you, because some of you are not going to listen, and you're going to enter a world of death. And this is the world of life. What Moses talked about is not just ancient stuff, it's today. And many of us are having it come into our minds and into our hearts. And we're not even aware of what's happening. We're not even discerning it. And I want the Lord to use today to help you to discern it. Because I've to talk about some other things. Not only quivers of arrows and soothsayers and fortune tellers and omens. The next idea is not only the idea of soothsaying, but of sorcery. And here when we talk about sorcery, we're talking about magic and parapsychological phenomena. In Exodus chapter 7... In Exodus chapter 7, Moses went down to Egypt and the Lord had given Moses a very powerful sign. He could take his rod and he could throw his rod down and the rod would become a snake. Remember that story, you kids? Remember that story from Sunday school? Remember when Moses went before Pharaoh and said, let my people go? And Pharaoh said, why should I? And Moses threw his, his rod down on the ground and it became a snake. And he said, that's why, because I have that kind of supernatural power from the Lord God of heaven. It's derived from Yahweh, the true God of Israel. You know what Pharaoh did? You remember what Pharaoh did? He invited his sorcerers to come in. He invited the secret wisdom of Egypt to come in. Do you remember what they did? They took their rods, and they threw their rods down, and what happened? Nothing. Because there was absolutely nothing to this sorcery stuff. It's all just manipulative magic, which most of it is. But the ancient Egyptian sorcerers, when they threw their rod down, it became a snake. If you are ever in a meeting where someone said, I've got the special inside track to God. I know how you should live. I know some wisdom. I've got a new revelation. I've got a new morality. I've got a new way for you to live. I've got a new way for you to handle your finances. I've got great insight into how the United States of America is going to end. And I can tell you all about it. And if they threw a a piece of stick down the floor and it became a snake, there's a whole bunch of you that would say, man, I'm joining up. Because they can do a supernatural thing. And, And Moses comes to you and says, don't you dare. Because it's sorcery. The Scripture tell us that Satan has tremendous power. Most of the, the para and most of the phenomenon that's beyond, most of the stuff is just trick. David Copperfield is an incredibly gifted trickster, an gifted magician. There's a whole field of magic where it's just technology, and it's tricking you. But the Bible also says that there's a, there's a branch of the occult called sorcery. That's very real and can be very destructive in your life. And some of you kids, if you're exposed to that kind of miraculous power, don't just run and say, well, that's got to be right because there's power there. Satan has power too. You better be sure that you're connected with the one who holds power with morality. Adults, be sure you've you've got connected with the Lord God of heaven who loves you. The great thing about that story is... The Lord God's serpents, the rod that Moses cast down, swallowed up the sorcerer's serpents. Isn't that great? I love that. God wasn't going to let Satan get away with anything. It's almost like God says, I'll show you. And he, his serpent, swallows the other. And that's what the whole ten plagues against Egypt was. It was God against the enemy. God against the world of the occult, God against falsehood, God against murder, God against violence, God's against all this this alternative religious stuff, and God says, I'm the victor. And I want you to be on a winning team forever. I want you to love this one. This is the winner, and he's kind, and he's gracious, and he's loving, and he'll take care of you forever. So don't use the powers of darkness. Use and fall in love with the ultimate one, who's not just the power of love, he's the person of love. And I want you to know the difference. It talks about sorcery in the Bible. In Micah chapter 5, verse 11, it talks about drugs and other kind of exotic herbs being used. I want you to be very careful. The world of drugs in the 60s opened up a tremendous doorway. We have had an avalanche of the occult and astrological phenomenon and soothsaying and omens and all kinds of things. It has come in like a flood since the 60s. You say, Dave, what caused that? Because your whole hunger to take drugs is to get out of just every day. One of the things, as you get bored, life is boring at times. Amen? Amen. Look at Christmas vacation. The kids even start after about three weeks of being out. Life is kind of boring. Even school can get relatively attractive, especially for mom and dad. Life gets boring. So one of the things we do when life gets boring, we want to have a kick. And there's all different ways to have a kick. And one of the ways you can get a kick is to get plastered out of your gourd and get drunk. And you get a kick. You get a special kick the next morning. Drugs is another way. But what drugs do is they get you out of your everyday way of thinking. When you're high in LSD, when you're floating in your mellow zone of marijuana, you do not do math very well. I don't want you to fly an airplane. In fact, if you just drink one Mogan David, I don't want you to fly an airplane because you'll kill me. It's against the rules. Why is that? Because your mind's not with it. Your mind's not connected with your body. But there's something really exciting about getting out of this stupid, boring body. Man, it's exhilarating. The world of the occult, the world of the occult has all different ways to get you. They'll start you out with drugs because that's a technological way. You can do it with with herbs and magical potions. In the ancient world, they had all kinds of magical potions. In the modern world, we have pharmacy. And all of you adults can sit there and you say, oh, it's those kids. There's some of you right here, you can't get through a day without popping your drugs you get legally from the pharmacy. I'm not talking about not taking what the doctor tells you you need for your health. But some of you get through the day Trying to feel a certain way by taking pills. That's the beginning step of the world of the occult. Because you're trying to get beyond yourself. You're not just resting easy in what God's given you the mind He's given you, the body He's given you, the life He's given you. And you want to be super, you want to feel a special surge of energy. And some of you started popping methyl and amphetamine pills so you can have the energy to make it through a day and then you drink all night long to be able to come down and relax a little bit. It's wrong. It's the world of the occult. Please be honest about it and let the body of Christ help you to turn away from it. Pray for your friends that you see trapped in that kind of a lifestyle. It's very, very powerful. It's all connected with the herbs and the magical potions of this ancient wisdom that started in Babylon and Egypt and has permeated the modern world. Be very careful of herbs and drugs and thinking you're going to find the magic potion that will make you live forever. You won't. You found a son of God that will make you live forever. Amen? You don't need pills to live forever. You need the son of God. Very, very important. Charmers is the next word there. In Psalm 58, 4 and 5, it talks about the snake charmer. You know, the guy that can take the cobra. Remember the cobra in the basket there in India? And the snake charmer does all the plays with a magic flute? Kind of the floating, whoo, whoo, that kind of a thing. And Psalm 58 hits you right in the face with it. In fact, you talking in Psalm 58, the snake charmer doesn't do a very good job because the cobra bites you. Watch out. And he talks about that being part of what Moses says don't have anything to do with that. Here's a big one. You guys are so romantic. Man, all, all the writer has to do, and I remember this as a writer, all I need to do is say, I want to tell you a love story. Man, oh, let's go. I'm like, I'm listening. And I know you guys sit there and go, oh, man, who wants to go and see a love story? And your wife says, ah, come on. But you cry just like she does for the whole thing. So there's this poor husband who lost his wife. Biblically, what do you know about what the Scripture says? To be after from the body is appointed unto man once to die and after that the evaluation time. You better be sure you've met the Savior. But the dear lonely husband, lying in loneliness on the couch, suddenly sees his long, not long, but short departed wife. She materialized. She was beautiful, she smiled, and she gave him sweet comfort. Welcome to the world of the occult, brothers and sisters. And the Hollywood directors that are preaching that kind of stuff at you, many of them do it just to make your buck, but there's a whole lot of them that that's where their faith is. And that's what Moses is talking about. And it's permeating our society. When I was in university more than 20 years ago, a lot more than 20 years ago now, that's hard to say, (laughs) my science professors as a chemistry major would have laughed at me. If I would have raised my hand in class and said, do you know, do you know that the society of the United States of America is going to be tantalized and thrilled with learning about extraterrestrial kind of experience and little visitors from outer space and talking with dead people and getting in touch with spirits that are beyond? Do you realize that, that, that people that believe that they have lived many lives before this that they have been reincarnated many times and they can, they can talk with their past existences, they can be Anne Boleyn in the past, or someone that was shot during the Civil War. Do you realize that that's going to be a perfectly normal discussion in a school class or in, around a cocktail party? My science professors would have told me I was nuts. This is the world of science. And they were even believing scientists. They would say this is the world of technology. This is the world that's denying the supernatural. Our big enemy in the 60s and 70s, and when we were just beginning into the world that we're in now, the big enemy back then was rationalism. Everybody can figure it out just with their mind. And, and with science, we can find the answer for life. And suddenly, boom, the nuclear bomb went off. And all the students said, man, science isn't the answer. Science is going to kill us. So they ran to the world of the occult. It's a world filled with ghosts, with spirits. And Moses in these verses talks, if you look at the words he talks about, I want you to look at this, he talks about three words. He talks, first of all, about a word that has to do with a master. The idea in the occult, beware of anybody that tells you, I have a secret wisdom. You say, well, how would you get that wisdom? One night I was sitting there and suddenly I heard a voice. And a master from the agent, in fact, to be honest with you, it was Benjamin Franklin came and he talked things over with me. And he gave me insight into the world that's beyond. And he revealed secret wisdom to you. And if you'll give me a buck, I'll give you a little bit of the secret wisdom. It's the idea of the masters. The basic idea goes like this. There's an idea that's permeating our culture that, that God is in everything. And I want you to listen very, very carefully. Because today I've been talking to you about a God who is there. He revealed himself on Mount Sinai. He is the creator God. His name is Yahweh Elohim. His name is the Lord God of heaven and earth. He has a son who is equal to himself in his being and in his character. His name is Jesus Christ. And he also revealed himself to the third person of the Trinity called the Holy Spirit. And that's the way it is. But there's another world that will tell you just the opposite. It says that God is everything. God is in everything, in fact, He is everything. In fact, to exist, the fact that you exist means that you are God. And the way for you to find happiness is not to repent of your sins. The way for you to find happiness is to get in touch with your true self. It's for you to look within, and deep within, you will find the forces of the universe you will find this spirit, this world spirit that permeates the trees and the rocks and the ocean. And you can especially get close to this if you go to places like Shasta or Glacier Park, if you go and sit and meditate by the ocean. And the way that I can help you get in touch with that great spirit is by listening to the masters. Because down through the history, there's been different great masters like like Moses and like Jesus Christ and like Buddha and like Confucius and the modern. world, moon is another great master, and and the founder of EST is another great master, and on and on it goes, and basically they tell you essentially kind of the same thing, they say what you need to do is sit, and let me give you a word, and it might be a meaningless word like balloon, or, or peace, or love, or whatever we might give you, it'll be a secret word that only you will have, and if every single day... If every single day you will sit and you will just quietly over and over and over again say the word that I give you, you can empty yourself of rational thought. You can get out of the world of yourself. And brothers and sisters, it's the world of yourself that's keeping you from getting in touch with this great cosmic force. It's your pride and your identity and yourself that's keeping you from that beyond. And if you can just empty yourself of all of your, your thoughts. Tremendous forces can be exploded inside of you and the way we do that is to get you to empty your mind by repeating meaningless thoughts. There's several different techniques to get you to do that. We can give you questions that don't have any rational answers. We can, we can play tremendously powerful, loud, rhythmic movements. If you go to an EST seminar, a seminar they will yell at you. They will be mean at you like a, like a marine sergeant. They will cuss at you. Then they will be sweet and kind like a college professor who has all the answers. And they will not let you go to the bathroom. They will not let you stand up. They will not let you do anything. They will get control of you for a few days until they demolish yourself. Until they take away your identity, supposedly. Until they destroy the fact that you are who you are. And then you will explode into a new consciousness. Because you will be united with the great beyond. And it's the great masters down through the centuries. The ones in the know. Beware. Some of you face those kind of seminars offered by your businesses. As soon as any teacher ever says to you, including myself, I want you to get out of your mind, you get into your mind. The Lord God in heaven made your mind. It's one of your gifts. It's not all of reality, but it is part of reality. Jesus Christ is not inviting you to get out of your mind. He's inviting you to think harder than you ever thought in your life. And he'll help you to do it. He created math. He created the rational side. He created logic and and the philosophies that help us to learn how to think clearly. He created the law of non-contradiction. He wants you to think. And we live in a society right now that's continually telling you, doctrine doesn't mean anything. I've given you all kinds of doctrine. I've been pouring doctrine inside of you. The Trinity, salvation by faith alone, soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. I've been talking about the second coming. I've been pouring rational doctrine into you. Why? Because you'll live by it. You'll live forever. The blessed truth, it can help us with disease and it can help us with life and it can help us live real. It can help us fall in love in a way that the world never knows. Ghosts and ghosts reincarnation and finding somewhere along the path of the stars will never give you a love. Please hear the truth. It's very serious. Because some of you are going to get in touch with a master. I guarantee it. Instead of the master, you're going to get in touch with a master. Don't follow him. As soon as someone tells you, man, I'm another one of the great masters, you say, I've already met the master. He has prints in his hands. And a hole in his side because he loves me and I'm not following any other master. When he comes back from me, I'm going to be at his feet. You get out of my life. Because I've already found someone that made me think better and feel better and live better and decide better than anyone that I could ever meet. He helps me to learn to face life the way it really is. Watch out for the master. The second word that's used there is a familiar spirit. And this is the idea, you're going to meet some people that have, have a spirit that they say comes to them repeatedly, the same one. Like the masters are great spiritual teachers, and usually the cultic leader will tell you they're the next great master. But there's another person you'll meet that will tell you that in the night or sometimes during the day that they meet a spirit Like when Jimmy was out in in Olympia, Washington, just down the street from his house, there was a girl that had a familiar spirit that founded a whole movement that permeated much of our world. And she had a specific spirit that would come to her and had a name. She even had a name for it. And that's what Moses is saying, saying have nothing to do with that. The final word that he uses, he says, those who consult the dead. And I started out with Sleepless in Seattle to talk about consulting the dead has become a major factor in our society. It's been a major factor of primitive religions for years. Like in the the East, in Japan and Korea, the worship of your ancestors. What does that mean? It means that when when your fathers die, when your loved ones die, down through the centuries, they are available to you. They float here in this planet. And those who have special insight, who get out of the world of the rational, can touch base with what's beyond. And consulting the dead becomes a way of life. Father, the world of the new age, and I think we really need to spend some time talking about the invasion from the east that so we've just been able to touch upon. We need to have some discernment into the way that it's secularized itself in our culture. The world of Islam is invading our culture. and Lord, I just would pray that in this day of so much confusion, that you would use today's message, reading about some of these things throughout the last week. I think of Jim Jones. And Jim Jones started out teaching the Bible and teaching about salvation in Christ, but he ended up down in Ghana, and 800 people committed suicide at his direction. Just a few miles south of us, here in, near Waco, another teacher claimed himself to be the master, claimed himself to have extra spirit guides that could direct him and Lord many of us watch the flames of destruction kill children and women and men Lord we live in a very serious time and the choices about where we receive teaching and what we believe and why we believe it's really a life-and-death choice And Lord, I would pray that you would give each one of us courage to continue to build our lives completely on the Master, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.